Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I said what you know about it. strong emoji game but no social means my dad <laughs> she loves the bird the little bird that like yeah i think that's, I think that's a universal mom it, it's that's a, a mom jam right? into the mic please <laughs> <laughs> hello hello you're listening to the stew my name is jason stewart this is my food podcast there it is <laughs> andre conoparo say hello hello we have our friend best friend <laughs> <laughs> we have both of our best friends here. Who number never, one stunner. He's never been on the show. We've never talked to him about him. No, we've talked about him on the oh, show. We've talked about him a bunch. We definitely dropped uh, his Michelada recipe, which is my favorite of all time. Uh, we all and remember when that hit the streets. Yes. <laughs> the, hit the pod streets. That's right. Sending, sending ripples through iTunes. Los Angeles was on fire after that podcast. Right? Really? Because there's just hot sauce in it. <laughs> <laughs> He just pours uh, Tapatio in, yeah. in Coors Banquet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just uh, it's Coors Lime mm-hmm. or Budweiser Lime mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of hot sauce. Prison so, rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he soaks the bread that he turns into the alcohol. Start with a strawberry base. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Bob, say hello. Hello. Bobby Bob, Z. Bobby Z. Bob's and Moody is in the building. Hi. Bob's a Moody. Who, um, who, when we have talked about on this podcast, mentioning. Uh, you and I living together for years and cooking and barbecues. This was uh, this was an anchor at all of those for years. Bobby Z, those are good food. Yeah, times. you were there. Yeah, so lots of cooking with Bob. Learn lots of food stuff. From yeah, Bob. list your top ten best times we cooked food. <laughs> I think uh, definitely the one where Andre broke the, the rock band drum set. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, that was a good one. Whoa, 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 whoa! I vaguely remember this. I vaguely am Okay, remember. paint the picture. It's, uh, it's 2008. It's, rock band is <laughs> still cool. The video <laughs> game, the video game rock band. Top the charts. The yeah. only reason, like, if you're if you're a, a younger person listening to this podcast, rock band is that vi- <laughs> rock band is that video is that video game where when you see a plastic drum set on the on the curb, <laughs> that's the video game that it comes from. When you're at a Goodwill. Uh, yeah. And you see in the video game, the electronic section, but looks a like weird plug that doesn't go to anything. No, like literally a week ago, I was, I was riding my bike home from the gym and on, it was like right in like a, you know, a quaint, nice at water neighborhood, like nice houses everywhere. Just like boom, rock band drum kit right there on the curb. Uh. St- like one week ago. And, and it happens pretty regularly. And usually the rock band drum kit will have like, apple juice stains on it and <laughs> no it's like pedal 
<laughs> the kick pedal's blown out. There's like wax stickers was, on yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say like a Godsmack sticker, like on the base <laughs> of the drum kit. Godsmack sticker. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> what else? Right, okay, so 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 everybody listening, Godsmack was a band. That, <laughs> um. All right. So we were having a we're having a dinner party. Yeah. As we do. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're, there was formal a, attire. We're playing the video game rock band. <laughs> yeah, and then what happened, Bob? I think we drank an entire bottle of Blanton's. Yeah. <laughs> Blanton's. Yeah. That's right. Wait, what is that gin? No, bourbon. bourbon. Oh, Blanton. Yeah. Oh, wait, with that's the, horse, the, round, the horse. That's the, horse the round spherical bottle yeah. with the little golden mm-hmm. polo player on the top. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great burb. Yeah, very really good. Really good. So we drank a bottle of Blanty's. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? And then a mosh pit ensued. And uh, Andre just kicked over the drum set. <laughs> I, I don't remember it at all like that. And the rest is history. I remember that I was serving a tray of salmon mousse and it tripped and <laughs> fallen onto the drum kit while all of my finely dressed and sober guests at the party and were it, enjoying some yeah. appetizers. And the drum kit just got Ap- crushed. Appetizers? Yeah, some appetizers. That's like what you have before an aperitif? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's just one That's drop. One. It's one, yeah. It's like a yeah. little <laughs> droplet and they just put it on a spoon? Yeah. It's a TGI Friday's thing, which is a fine dining restaurant all over Los Angeles, it, greater area. It's so. just to get your palate starter yeah. started. Apparently yeah, you don't know about Firecracker Southwest sticks. Spring Rolls, dog. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Boom. Firecrackers <laughs> spring rolls with a guacamolito side, <laughs> donkey sauce on the side. Donkey sauce on the side for sure. Yeah. So even back then, when we were just horrible people getting wasted, sorry, mom. Yeah. yeah. We sorry, were still all our moms. We were still having great dinner parties. We were serving great food. I have yeah, to say, like. Yeah. Although like even it though, may have been ruckus. Even though we may have drank a whole bottle of bourbon and moshed a <laughs> video game into disintegration, mm-hmm. like before that, I was definitely like making ricotta from scratch and yeah, like rolling a out. Butterfly chicken on the grill with yep. a brick on top of it. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot yeah, a lot of brick on. chickens. Definitely some of Bob's pizza, some of the habanero pizza. Yeah, the green oh, chili. Green chili habanero pizza. You should... Drop that recipe. That really thing is good. amazing. I think that was like uh, originally came from my sister's boyfriend who like fucked up a Food Network recipe. <laughs> <laughs> like he put the wrong thing on and it ended up being. He called for than... tomatoes and he just put habaneros on. Yeah, it, it was he like was something like, like that. Mm-hmm. Where he yeah, I meant like... to do that, dog. <laughs> the streets. It was like the streets be talking. Something like that where he fucked it up and it ended up being better than the actual recipe. Mm. I made that a long time. They say, um, never mind. They don't say that. I was trying to make a joke, but then it didn't work in my head. It was probably pretty good, though. Yeah, That's maybe it, it called for sun-dried tomatoes, and you accidentally put on chipotle peppers. Mm. Oh, it's not habanero, chipotle, yeah, which ended up being like totally key. Chipotle, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, chipotle. And you get the whole in a, in adobo in the can, and yeah, then you take yeah. the seeds out and clean them. Yeah, and just wash them because there's so much flavor already. Mm-hmm. No, you got to wash all the E. coli off. put all those chipotles. Sprinkle it. That is a epic mistake. Yeah, in in a recipe. To That's swap out sun dries for, for, <laughs> for chipotle peppers. <laughs> I mean, is the can uh, the, is not the can of chipotle peppers the Mexican sun dried tomato though? <laughs> yeah, mm. and so, like the Touché. whitest dude on the planet named Scott. Then, he's like, <laughs> Scott, oh, Scott, then, we got you on blast, dog. No, Scott yeah. was like, all right, I need to impress 
this Latino family <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. name my name is Scott and I'm so white. I mean, How can I make this pizza more more uh, more bold? I'm already making pizza. It's just chopped tamales on You're top Scott, of a pizza. Yeah, yeah. You're like, "Oh, we're going to make a house-made pizza, Scott? You better make it bold." <laughs> it's got french fries and, and tacos Scott, on top. Is Scott still around? Scott is not still around. Uh, RIP Scott. Yeah, RIP Thank you Scott. for your pizza mistake when, though. When, when did he pass? If you, don't, if you don't mind. Right after he served the pizza, mm. I think. They just took mind, him outside. The day he started dating my sister. Um, mm. Yeah, that's something that Andre and I who don't have sisters will never know about. Mm. Do not. All Scott the girls that my dude. brother has dated no prob. Don't even think about it. Nope. I mean, I I mean, yeah. I think about them at night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But I mean, like, no, no, like, negative thoughts. But yeah. when you have a sister. Yeah, you just look at that dude coming over to the house to say what's up and watch football, and you're like, no. No. <laughs> you don't sit there. The family sits there. Just the ima- dog sits just there. Just imagine. You sit on the floor. Yeah, my dog sits there. You sit on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and then you're, you're bummed, and then, like, you look at your dad, yeah. and then I couldn't, you can't even imagine. No. What it's like being the dad. Yeah. This is a food podcast. <laughs> this is my food podcast. We're talking about We're talking watching about. your sisters sleep with people. <laughs> the, the, the family social setting, isn't it crazy? Yeah. Um, but that, that pizza recipe, it's super easy. You just take like pills. Like Pillsbury crust or whatever. Pizza like all, like how all pizza recipes yeah, start. You just roll it out. And <laughs> you then, get some and Pillsbury. <laughs> that is, it is a shockingly good like quick dough. It's like so, so yeah. much better so than like store bought pizza dough that I've gotten. It's like before. the great, and then you just put sour cream on the base. So this is Pillsbury. Just the roll out pizza crust. Yeah. Okay. And then and then sour cream on the base, and then uh, Ortega diced green Ortega chilies out of the can. It's mm. fine, and then throw those on there. And then the chipotle, however much you want in terms of spice level, and then, however bold you can handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then mozz, you put it in the oven, and then when it comes out, you throw a fresh diced uh, cilantro on it, and that's it. It is like one and of my favorite appetizers. It's such ever. a like, or just great, dinner, but especially for so like good. football and stuff, it's a great. Yeah, it's one of those things where whenever I eat it, I'm like, it's so spicy. <laughs> and then I just, but then I'm like, well, yeah. I'm still eating it. Yeah. I'm going to keep yeah. eating it. And it's spicy. <laughs> and it hurts, but I can't stop, which is good. No, it's like, it's one of those things where it's it's got such a great dynamic flavor, especially with the cilantro and, and the chipotle peppers. But you go, you know, it was like barbecues or sports, whatever, what we were doing that weekend. But you'd come over and people would be like, oh, look, pizza. And they'd have it and be like, what is this pizza? This is amazing because yeah. you're just expecting like you, without really looking at it, you're like, eh, probably some cheddar cheese and pepperoni, whatever. Yeah. It's such a like strong. Clean... This pizza is not amore. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Like, it was like <clears throat> I had it, and I didn't know any of the ingredients the first time, and I was like, I can't believe how good this is. And then you told me it's Pillsbury pizza dough, and I was like, what? Yeah, and it really cooks so well. It really holds sauce really well. It cooks yeah. really well on the bottom, like. Granted, not the healthiest thing in the world, but no, hey, it's a football it's like, game. Yeah, totally. And it cooks so well. Yeah. I've made it with like fresh dough, and it's like, it's good, but it's not. No. But you not the that, same. Like, shitty, not yeah, the same. You need like, that shitty Pillsbury. Yeah. Thing. It's like when you eat a taco, you want it from a, from a dirty taco truck yeah. with like a, no, exactly. a regular ass tortilla and not all, not all fensified. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly that. I love that pizza. I'm making that soon. Are you guys going to make it for. UFC, which is happening today. Oh shit! Probably should rugby. Yeah, what's uh, what's a good UFC meal to make? 
<clears throat> this is a great question. Mm. Think about it for a second. Fennel, fennel salad. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking just some some microgreens, uh, maybe a green goddess dressing, mm. uh, something like that. Yeah, today yeah. is Saturday. We're recording a day before, but oh, a right. lot of my friends are like all jazzed on UFC, which I don't really care about. Very big, very big fans, Dano and and Jimmy. So I'm gonna need to get some edible flowers, at least. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm thinking seven layer dip. These are people like what's crazy to me though is you know our friends that that are into UFC really like they go to tournaments they go to, like the Pan Ams and stuff and mm-hmm. like, they compete like you know amateur and certain their weight and all that stuff I mean they're not super competitive but it's like they're not just watching this eating chips like no they're they they're compete. invested it's crazy they really care it is I mean like. That's the one thing that always blows. Why are we talking about UFC on a food podcast? But anyways, like <laughs> UFC is the one thing where it seems like if you like football, you just can't go out and play football, right? You know, I mean, I guess you can play baseball, you can play basketball, but it's like UFC is the one thing where people are really into it, also really do it too. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, yeah, it's yeah with football, a lot. you know, you're like I just need to get twenty of my friends and a helmet and pads <laughs> and cleats and tights and stuff like that, but with with UFC, all you need is you just need to buy an octagon and you're good. I mean, do you th- I, I, wings are just a standard sport food that cannot be beat ever. Wings are so, so yeah. wings at UFC. <laughs> Maybe we're wings. well, we're gonna have a Korean UFC, so it's gonna be Kyochan. Yeah, we can do Kyochan. Korean fried chick. Do that. Korean fried chick. Oh, those, those other wings too are Korean inspired. Oh yeah, the With the rice wine vinegar and all that. Yeah, the mm. the ginger sambal. Yeah. Um, food wishes wings that are epic. Yeah. Um, Bob, you you work in like uh, movie production, TV production, and and so do you, Andre. Yeah. Let's talk about craft services. Oh. Yeah, this is one of the. <laughs> this is one of the the topics that we're we brought Bob on for for his <laughs> set expertise. Food? Set oh, food. Man. It could be. I think craft services have have improved in the last few years compared to how they used to be, perhaps, which was just really bleak and like only like bad for you food. Yeah. And now it's like a lot of kind bars and yeah, and like green tea matcha almond milk smoothies and things like that are popping up. The best is the hot like when. They get really into it, and they just have like a constant rotating hot snack. That is the best. Yeah. I'll show them on now. The constant rotating hot snack? Yeah, like they just make like a big – they'll have like a – they'll have like slow cookers there and something like that, and there's just constantly like something coming out that's like, oh, hey, maybe nachos. And you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. What What show are you working on now? Uh, it's called Bajillion Dollar Properties. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately. Well, you 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 were working on the Kroll show for yeah for I did years. All, all three seasons of that, <laughs> and and the craft service guy there, Mark, was awesome. Shout out Mark, thank Shout you for Mark. taking care of your piece. He made fresh salsa every single like three different fresh salsas every day, yes. and they were so good. Move over, Scott. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Yeah. Damn, three fresh salsas every day. Yeah, and always made hot snacks and like he was yeah, he was good, man. So he the was... the so I'm learning that when you're on set and morale is low, simply having the food oh be God. hot is yeah. really oh. huge. Especially like and if it's a late night and it's like at the two o'clock hour mm-hmm. and you come around with like a plate of hot something, that'll stoke everybody out. Plate of hot anything. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It, it, for people that don't work 
uh, and we're going to talk about bajillion dollar properties <laughs> after, after this. But it's crazy, like the the morale level when food is bad or craft service is bad or catering is cheap. It's yeah. like it. Nobody wants to be there. Nobody wants to. It's and when it's really good or there's special things or yeah, the uh, the in and out truck shows up as a thank you to the crew once in a while or something like those mm-hmm. little things. Like everyone's just like. All right. Yeah. It's not so bad. We can do this because <laughs> it's long hours for people that don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the standard workday in production is twelve hours. Yeah, that's standard, and it mm-hmm. goes over a lot. Yeah, you know, it can go into thirteen, fourteen hours. So that's you know, that's a lot of time. The food is huge. Yeah, when you're like six hours of the day, and you got another six hours to go. If your meal sucks at six, and it's yeah, yeah. It's not unlike being on an airplane. Like the difference between uh, yeah, getting like totally. here is like a hot steaming meal. It's yeah. just like, well, this is not a pop chip. This is this yeah, is this yeah. is like, I would I would if somebody was like, here's like the shitty microwave lasagna on the airplane. Um, I'll give it to you for a hundred bucks. You're like, deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank All right. <laughs> I've thought of, I've thought about like, what if you pulled the scam of bringing on like thirty in and out burgers and just being just standing up in the aisle and being like. Ten bucks a pop. Anybody mm. want in and out? <laughs> Just clearing it out. <laughs> would I'm, that work? Is that illegal? Would you be? A, would would uh, TSA tackle you as, as you got off? The yeah. Plane would they enforce air law? Would you trust a man selling a secondhand in yeah, and out yeah. burger on a plane to not be poisoned? That's gonna. It's gonna be like when you're on the subway in New York and and they they start to like talk about how they're gonna do a dance routine and then everyone has to look away. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt your day. I just wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you are definitely not allowed to sell food on an airplane. <laughs> Says you. But Says I, you. I mean, you would have to do it on the low. Yeah. You'd have to be like a pass it on. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would. This is how I would do it. I. I normally fly Virgin America. Yep. Because the the song that they play on the video screen is the best the, song ever made. The prep song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It teaches exit. you that the the you know where the flotation devices uh-huh. are, and you can blow into it if it doesn't inflate, etc. And like if you're that. old, you probably I'm don't understand any of it. <laughs> I'm old. Good. I'm old school. I like the old animated one. Oh, the old animated one is way better. Okay, good. Way better. I mean, no, the new version, the new Virgin America one is like a full literal nightmare. Yeah, it is. But if you're able to embrace it as horrible and funny, then you're me. Can't fight City Hall, man. But Mm. But on Virgin America flights, you can chat yes. with other people on the airplane. Of course you can. And they have a general public chat room area, and that's where you do your dealing. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. <laughs> so you're like, or yo. Your drugs, your literal drug dealing. It's the dark web of airlines. <laughs> <laughs> airline yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the silk road of the skies. <laughs> but they have it all broken down to where you're like, all right, 9F. Once animal style double double, yeah, and then dig through your satchel, and then as soon as as soon as the seatbelt light goes off, you play like you're going to the bathroom. You do the handoff, boom oh, boom. Yeah. You get the twenty in the palm of your hand. We could do this all all yeah. weekend, baby. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> well, I think, and then also when you leave, if you're if you're a pro, you tip out the stewardesses on the way out. Yeah, you know yeah, they get a cut. cut. You can make money on this. How many? I mean, because you obviously can't bring drugs onto an airplane. Mm. Eh, says you. 
You can bring alcohol in the tiny airplane bottles, yeah. which is bizarre. Very as bizarre. many as you can carry, too, which is crazy. Yeah, which I don't understand. But, the, but also the food thing, there's no limit to yeah. how much food you can bring. Yeah. So, like, there's no reason why you can't just be like, I have 50 double-doubles. Yeah. And I'm about to flip these burgers. <laughs> it's just a, all, all the way to Phoenix, motherfucker. It's just an In-N-Out shirt that says, I sell this. And you yeah. just walk down the aisles eating one, winking at everybody as you walk by, pointing to your shirt. But also, even if you're just, like, going to New York and you just have them in, like, a... Like a Yeti cooler staying warm. You got fifty <laughs> double you got, Yeti, Yeti cooler. You got Yeti fifty cooler. double doubles in the duffel bag. In the <laughs> duffel duffels. Duffel doubles. Animal styles in the duffel bag. And you don't sell any of them on the airplane. As soon as you land in New York, you're at the baggage claim with a bunch of people that from word. New York who don't have in and out, mm-hmm. and then you flip those burgers there. Yeah. And you know what? Look, a five hour in and out. You know, fairly contained. Mm-hmm. It's still going to taste really good. People ship them frozen. Like, people freeze them and send mm-hmm. them. Really? Yeah, all the time. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, uh, speaking of shipping frozen, I, I was just in Miami, and I ate. It was, it, was, it was for Art Basel. There was horrible weather. It was raining the whole time. It was a bummer. But I did get to go to Joe's Stone Crab, which is one of the greatest restaurants in America. But they, oh, Kathy Cohn, Maggie's mom, who's listening right now, is a big fan. They like Miami. They like Joe Stone Crab. I've always wanted to go. Kathy, thank you for listening. Shout outs. Yes, Kathy. Merry Christmas. Yes. We'll miss you. Um, my friend of mine who lives in Miami shipped me a key lime pie from Joe Stone Crab. That's right. In, in the dry ice box. Yeah. Wow. It was so sick. Baller. That's awesome. Still That's got it. Um, I've carried lobsters, live lobsters back from Maine. Really? Yeah. Sell just in your hand? Yeah. <laughs> just, just in the bag. Pinch the shit out of me all See, the whole flight. You start with a Yeti cooler. <laughs> you add some seaweed on the bottom. Like no. Yeti.com? No, like the, you know, that's big business too, is that when you're leaving Maine, any of the any of the seafood shacks will pack. It's live like lobsters. it's like getting that's the awesome. sourdough from from SFO on the way out. Yeah, right. You mm-hmm. have to I mean, it's like yeah, getting a eighty five dollar bag of macadamia nuts in Hawaii <laughs> on the way out. Yes. You have to cook them, you know, like within a day or two, or you know, as long as they're still alive. You yeah. can't cook a dead lobster, but um, it is something interesting <laughs> to like open your crisper drawer and see like four guys being like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey can we get out of here? <laughs> oh, our what are you gonna already? do with us?" And they're kind of moving, and you're like, oh, "Sorry, you gonna get it soon." But if Wait, anybody... do you have to? Do you bring the lobsters on, or yeah. do you have to check them? You can carry them on. So you carry them on just like in a bag. It's in like a little tiny styrofoam cooler. Not as nice as Yeti coolers, should I mention. <laughs> sure. That's three. Um, <laughs> that's three. That's a hat trick. But I went to Joe Stone Crab, and it's, it's so, so tight. And it's not as expensive as you would imagine a legendary seafood restaurant It's not being, that expensive. Right? No. I mean, you, it's not cheap, but I, I mean, I've asked Maggie's parents about this, and they're like, well, I can ask you right now, but... I was surprised because it's such a special, a special crab. It only it's mm-hmm. only there in Miami, right? I think so. The yeah, stone crabs. Oh wow! Uh, and it's just like such a famous, legendary food. And they're like, it's not that expensive. It's not, and even the other food is not that expensive. It's kind of like, but it, like all the waiters are wearing like nice suits, and it's yeah. white tablecloth and full service, and like is it on the water. It's not on the water, okay. but it's it's like a block away. But, um, yeah, I had 
it was like 39 bucks for my i got like a, they have a bunch of combos i got a combo with it was like three big stone crab claws two oysters on the half shell two chilled shrimps and half a lobster tail what that is for 39 bucks for 39 and it's all just what? served on like this glorious ice sculpture palace thing and oh. then you get like and then the, another weird thing they it's served with like a side of coleslaw and the coleslaw is deconstructed that you that you mix together yourself oh okay so you get like a little cup full of shredded cabbage and chopped pickles and then just like a little squirt of mayonnaise on top and then whenever you're ready to make the fresh coleslaw you just whip it all up in the bowl whoa it's interesting i like that a lot yeah and like it it was actually pretty affordable i got like a half bottle of pinot grigio for 15 dollars that's, that's really cheap. so reasonable yeah, for such a legendary yeah. restaurant mm-hmm. but i mean it you have to wait for an hour and a half to get right. a table is and it in miami it's right on south beach at the very oh, bottom okay. And everyone that goes there has been going there for 50 years. The Mater D knows every single person, kissing every old lady on it's the like cheek. It's like the Musos of Miami. It, it, it's the same vibe as that. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I want to go so bad. That sounds it's awesome. great. That's how would you describe... I've never had stone crab. How, yeah, I mean, and it's claw only, right? You don't eat... Yeah, the the cl- bodies are really small and they don't have any meat, mm-hmm. right? It's claw only. It's just, Yeah, it's just like a very... The meat is like a little less on the white side and a little more transparent, hmm. and it's like it's just very wet and moist and succulent. It's it's really very, good. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's 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 not dry at all. It's like very very juicy. And then they have uh, like a little Dijonese house Dijonese dipping hmm. sauce that you, that you pop it in. Not so they, drawn butter. They have drawn butter and the Dijonese and like a little mignonette sauce. I was going to ask if the oysters came with mignonette. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's kind of like if you're going to go to Miami, that's almost more important than getting Cuban food. Right, I, it would be to me. Yeah. And it's only open during uh, six months of the year when the stone oh, crab so season is popping. Which makes me wonder what those waiters and staff and kitchen people are doing for the other six months of the year. So okay, so we haven't talked about anything at Art Basel or you going to Miami. Um, so lots of parties all day long, right? Free parties? Lots of free parties all day long where it was pouring rain and nobody was there. What was the food like at these parties? Varied. Um, well, there was, I mean, it's just like shitty tray pass food. Like everyone has a Cubano sandwich. There's Uh, a lot of like very bad empanada nibblers and things like that. (laughs) But I went, but I went to Versailles, like the famous Cuban restaurant. It's Mm -hmm. like the Cuban Cantors, if you've never been there. And they uh, and they had they have the best empanadas of all time. Wow, they're so good. It, and they have when you get the empanada sampler, they come out and they're like f- crispy fried, like a McDonald's apple pie on the outside, like real buttery, flaky, crunchy, deep fried. Mm-hmm. And on the inside, they have like wild regular flavors and like American ones, you, like the regular like pork and beef. But they also have like ham and cheese, huh. which just like shredded ham lunch meat and cheese and and you just dip it in some wild aioli it's so really? good mm. so when you went to versailles was it did you have a cubano mm-hmm. yeah had a cubano yeah i mean i'm not a giant cubano fan i am not either oh, i think which makes me feel like oh, i haven't had the right one i've had ones that were good but yeah. nothing 
nothing. I've never had a cabana that was like, oh, I would pick this over my favorite like Italian right. sandwich. There's right. definitely a difference or, between it's it's not unlike a po' boy where right. the majority of them, the ones you eat, are probably not going to be that good. Yeah. They're going to be like a little dried out and mm-hmm. kind of uneventful. But when you get a really good one, I've had a, a very excellent cubano, and it can be like pretty life changing. It's mustard, ham, pickles. pickles. Swiss, Swiss cheese. cheese. Right. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like all good sandwiches. It's a really the, the bread is the super important. Huge, yeah. It's like a bon me. Like it, you have to have the right cubano mm, yeah. bread and it has to be pressed. Real airy. Right. Mm-hmm. It it's 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 the bread where it it's seems like on the it's the bottom and top and pressed, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that like the big thing? Yes. Yeah. And the and the bread feels almost like artificial, yeah. but in a good right. way kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's like the exact opposite of rustic. Mhm. But it is very tight. But in, now, does it have pork and ham? Right. Um, there's a bunch of different like variations. Pork and ham. You can yeah. get. I, there's like they have like twenty different ones. I had one. Uh, I asked the waitress like, "What's your favorite one?" And she pointed at one that was like a a chorizo pepperoni pizza one. What? That was wild. All right. It had yeah. It had like chorizo pepperoni and cheese and meat and ham and all this stuff going on two jalapeno poppers <laughs> mozzarella sticks I, and i yeah traditionally served with a thigh of ranch <laughs> <laughs> but the best the low-key best thing in miami is nicaraguan food mm. there's this place called yambos uh-huh. which looks like um from dusk till dawn like it's it's open till like six in the morning and it's like next to like a muffler repair shop like nowhere near anything cheech marin's on the sidewalk trying to get people to come inside <laughs> All right. yeah my friend adrian lives there and he was like i gotta take you to yambos and i was like um like what kind of strip club is it yeah. like is yeah. it full nude or <laughs> yeah. is it just ha- and they're like you just go there and you can just buy beer whenever you want just four in the morning six in the morning just ordering beers you sit outside it's like scarface <laughs> it is. It, there's just there's piles of chips everywhere. <laughs> but you you get it's they just like give you your meal in a styrofoam rectangular or the, the square styrofoam box. box and it weighs like seven pounds and it's just a bunch of like carne asada style grilled meats and porks and chorizos like the little mini chorizo balls. And then the the black beans and rice that are all cooked together, just a mountain of beans and rice that are like so excellent. And then a weird like Mexican halloumi cheese kind of thing, oh, where it's like a good. half inch thick, like four by four square of this cheese that they just cook on the grill, and then they sit it right on top of the beans and rice, and it's real like waxy kind of like uh, palera palera cheese. Is that what it's called? It could be. I don't know. Come on, man. This is the only thing we have you on the podcast for. Okay. <laughs> no. But, yeah, that is so... It's like the best 4 a.m. I would say 2 a.m., but in Miami, it's the best 8.30 a.m. food you could ever eat. So, right now, you submitted that Taco Zone is not the greatest 3 a.m. meal in the world. Well, it, that is correct. My favorite wow. all-time worldwide meal to eat when you're after a night of drinking is Korean food. Is Yambos? No. <laughs> but I, now I, I desperately want to try Yambos because it sounds amazing. I think the Korean food. I like to eat the Korean food while I'm getting drunk, not yeah, after. Yeah, no, it's true. That's a good drink. I, it's true. 
You call, you or it, Korean food is a good hangover food the next day. Yeah, that was my vote when we had our hangover. It's also a good thing to conversation. leave on your uh, coffee table before you go to New York for a week. Like, oh, <laughs> did that happen? Yeah, it was very fun. What did you leave on the coffee table? Oh. Uh, bulgogi. Oh. Mm. Pretty good. Just like loose flaps of meat on your coffee No, table? it was in a styrofoam thing, and it was like I ate it l- late before I left <laughs> and then while I was packing. And then when I got up, just grabbed my bag and left the room. Oh. And then at, like on the plane, I was like, ah, like, like home alone. Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> like, just totally fucking. I was like, oh, that's going to be a disaster. Mm. It wasn't as bad as I thought, but it was definitely very. Uh, that's happened to me it. so many times where luckily it's been like while I've lived alone. But like I'll I'll leave town for a week and come yeah. home, and I'll be like, "This is an interesting mold that has formed <laughs> on my like coffee cup." Like like I'll leave the half cup of coffee as I'm heading out to the airport, yeah. and there's like a bizarre spore of mold growing on it, and just the air in the house is yeah. stagnant because you close all the windows so yeah. nobody will break into yeah. it. And you know it's all kind of stuff that you can't have when you live with your significant other. I remember, yeah. Food spoiling is, is, is dirty business. Um, <laughs> I remember in college, my friend John Woodard, who I worked with at a movie theater, um, he lived with me. He came to live with me for like six months. And um, so he moves all his stuff in. And I didn't really realize that he had put some stuff in the fridge. And for like a month, slowly, my apartment continued to smell worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and I was like, could not figure it out. We cleaned the house top to bottom, yeah. like all this stuff. And finally, like we clean, like we clean the fridge out, but we miss like this small, and it was even in Tupperware, but it was like some kind of chicken thing that had become the most, it was literally like this at a, at a certain point, I was going to set fire to the building and move to another state because <laughs> it smelled like I had a dead body in the place. I like that it's it was some kind of so chicken brutal. thing. Some kind of chicken like it, Like girls couldn't come over. Like yeah. It was like, we got to figure this shit out. I was about to call my landlord and we finally discovered this <laughs> thing and he was like, oh yeah, I forgot to put that there. <laughs> We've been living with it for so long. Me and Tower were going to San Francisco once and we were like, oh, we should clean the fridge out so that Jacob doesn't have to do it um, when he gets home. So we pulled all the veggies and stuff out that we weren't going to use before we went to San Francisco and then left them on the table and drove to San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) And then I don't think he got back for like a couple days or something, but then he gets back and we just get this text that just says, whoever left all the vegetables out on the the, uh, dining room table is a real piece of work. (laughs) That's when you know someone's really mad when they just... Yeah, they came and swear. They just Mm -hmm. say, real piece of work. Nice guys. Yeah, class act. (laughs) Yeah, class act. Speaking of the Korean drunk hangover food, I was I had some some leftovers of Korean food from yesterday. I was not hungover, but from where? From BCD Tofu House, okay. oh. soon tofu soup, and we and, and some uh, some bibimbap leftovers. All right, and I did a, a move that I that I want to share with you. The the basically I hear it. the Korean soon tofu soup. It's like a spicy chili Kimchi broth. broth. Or gochujang, something, mm-hmm. yeah. And you can get it like mild or hot or medium, whatever you want. And I had like a kind of a medium spicy, medium to hot one. And then like a bunch of soft tofu in there. And I got it home and I wasn't in the mood for the spicy, so I, I stirred in a little Greek yogurt in there. Whoa. Which mm-hmm. seems a little sacrilegious with Korean food, but it ended up making it a nice, tangy, cooled out flavor that I highly recommend. I bet that's really good. I've been putting yogurt on everything. 
His dog right now has yogurt on top. Pickles has yogurt on top of it right now. Um, yeah, and when I was in Miami, I went. I had had lunch at at Soho House on the beach, and they have a Greek themed Mediterranean like beachside cabana restaurant there, and. Everything on the menu is like four, 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 which is always going <laughs> to sting you in the wall. I'm just going to get a salad then. <laughs> yeah. and we'll just split that. All girlfriends in the world always want the whole Branzino. <laughs> Cooked in salt. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean it was a, it was delicious. It was just I like it was, it was just like the whole fish, the head and the tail cut off and and skinned and then just like char-grilled with a bunch of lemon and like the lemon wedges that are on the grill too. So it's all all that action and then like Greek olive oil and sea salt on top. It was super good. Yeah, but I I was like, okay, I'm gonna get something a little more bang for my buck. And for six dollars, cheapest thing on the menu was like a was their baked potato, and it's just like a giant ass baked potato, and they do it in this new sick way where instead of just slicing it in half and putting like whatever sour cream and chives and butter on there, they slice it. Twice they make like a cross, so it's like a four four section thingy, and then Greek yogurt, Greek olive oil drizzled on top. Yes, and that's was, a good six dollars. It was great. Yeah. So, but you, so you could make that delicious right. potato at home for like four cents, <laughs> but like six dollars at Soho House is like eighty three cents at a regular restaurant. Yes, absolutely, to get like a very delicious. Sort of, you know, fairly healthy thing. If you if you are okay with eating Greek yogurt, I remember. Um, I remember one of my early days with Maggie. We went to Musos actually for like breakfast or lunch. Maggie's your girlfriend. Maggie's my girlfriend, and and she wanted steak, and I was like, hey, let's go to Musos. You know, she had never been, and again, I've said this before that Musos is not my favorite steak in L.A., but it's a good date place. It's got some of the best like. It's got one of the best vibes of any restaurant in L.A. It's so historical. It's great. And you can sit at the counter. Um, so menu comes out. She's like, yeah, I kind of want a steak. And I was like, yeah, all right. When Manny comes over. Manny was working. Uh, and This is like Dave Chappelle on uh, what, what's the move? The stoner Dave Chappelle movie where he takes the girl on the date when he has like $7. Yeah, exactly. And there's like the mental <laughs> cash register going on. Thank God I, thank God I had a... Uh, I had a credit card on me, but she was like, she looks again, she's like, what's the porterhouse? And I was like, <laughs> gotta go. Damn it. A little sweat starts coming from the brow. <laughs> what's the porterhouse? And then Manny's like, excellent. 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 Yes. Of course. Uh, like, ah, she knows what she likes. Can I recommend a wine? Yeah, and then he does a little magic trick and <laughs> makes a fucking nickel disappear her ear. And I'm like, oh, I guess we're getting the porterhouse then. Okay, thanks, Manny. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite steak? What does that porterhouse run? Uh, approximately, oh, it's like seventy says. bucks. It's mm-hmm. gotta be yeah. something like that. And then it's like not a great porterhouse as well. I mean, look, the steaks there are really good. I'm mm-hmm. not knocking the steaks there. I think there's steaks as good or better for a lot less. You're, you're doing the mental but, rolodex of all the seventy dollars steaks that you yeah, could be plus. eating instead of this. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're it's good meat. It's good. They're good yeah. steaks. But I was just, and and then she ate like you know a fifth of it. I was mm-hmm. like, that's a big steak. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a big steak. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, was, it was actually, it was a lot of fun, too. That was a good memory. But 
Um, what's the porterhouse? Does that come with a lobster tail, or do I order that oh. extra? Yeah. <gasps> it's breakfast. Surf and turf is it's ten bad. in the morning. What are you doing? Um, Get a flannel cake. I <laughs> I had uh, I, I I reached out for some Twitter questions. Yeah, some friends holler at holler at me. We need to get back, although. Let's do this, but we need to get back to a little bit of catering talk because there's some. Oh well, some let's good do the nuts. catering talk now. Well, let, yeah, let's okay. talk about bajillionaire homes. <laughs> what is? I assume this is a satirical spoof on, on like TV shows that yeah. show millionaire homes. It's uh, it's produced. It's it's about a real high end real estate office, and it's produced by Scott Ackerman and uh, mm-hmm. the Reno Nine One One, like Tom Lennon and Ben Grant directed like the first couple episodes. I think. It's really funny. True podcast heads know these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's just about them selling these insanely expensive homes. But and what's cool is that we get to shoot in all these really crazy expensive homes. Mm. Like they were just at the the Frank Lloyd Wright um, Black Dahlia house. Oh, yeah. Things like that, which is pretty that's a good idea. Right? That's that's yeah. like mm-hmm. whenever Adam Sandler makes a movie that takes place in Fiji or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. kind of vibe. This is the low, the lowest budge version of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, our budget is 99% uh, rentals of property, and we film it on iPhone 4s. Yeah. (laughs) Well, not food-related, but the dressing for that must be, you guys must be insanely careful about what's going on in those homes when you're bringing stuff in. Well, food-related, he likes dressing on the side. Yeah, that's right, dressing on the side. Yeah, we (laughs) shot at this crazy house in Malibu that just, like, you didn't, it was weird. Oh, Mask of the Ninja? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't get that. But the, like everything had to be covered and nothing on the floor that didn't have sliders and like all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, the homes are cool. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. This is a food podcast. This is a food podcast. Sorry, um, but no comment on the uh, the uh, set food. No, the, the, the crafty's great. Really, really, really good. Great. Crafty's when did amazing. people start calling craft services crafty? I don't know. From the beginning? I've never heard yeah. it not called Crafty. Really? Yeah. yeah. You guys are so, so bored on set. Well, it used to be craft services because they, they legitimately used to service all the other crafts on the set. So like, And there's still weird, like, weird buy-off stuff that's like these weird vestiges of the past where like they're the ones that have to clean up like piss and shit. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> if there's blood on the set, like they're technically supposed to clean that up oh. there's weird stuff like that but they used, they used to service that. all the other crafts on the set and then eventually it just kind of became the onset food stuff much like when you see like a, a tv show like mind of a chef or like a food food tv show and then the chef's like it's not all glamour and and glitz like yeah. I, i'm still the one who has to clean unclog the toilet when somebody <laughs> yeah. clogs the shitter and yeah same thing for the crafty <laughs> same that's thing right for the crafty <clears throat> God, i didn't know that's crazy what would you say is there a memorable like best crafty meal or catered meal or like snack? there's a lot of there's like cooking with lenny when the new Mario's kind bars kitchen. came out it shut that yeah, shit shut down, that shit down <laughs> but, yeah. there's definitely like there's bruce's and like Cooking with Lenny's a big one, and like Mario's, I think. There's like some that. But like the meals, wants. like give a couple like top three meals, like specifically. On, on Kroll had a lot. Kroll, the uh, Cliff, our 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 chef there was Shout awesome. Out Cliff. Shout out to Cliff. Uh, Cliff used to make a secret dessert every day, basically. What? <laughs> Where like if you just stuck around for a little bit longer than you probably should, <laughs> like he would come out with these trays of just like just wild. 
just awesome because he was a pastry mm. chef. Oh, there you go. And so, so at nighttime is when Cliff comes alive. Yeah, word. <laughs> so like he's, he's a nocturnal cool shit. Mm-hmm. He make like fresh ice cream and like do these like. Whoa. Oh, I made this Reese's thing. And he's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but like he would make like little Reese's rum cakes things. and like all kinds of stuff. It was awesome. He was really good. And he was a really good cook too. So like he used to make really good pulled pork sandwiches. Like Ooh. so every time you'd see him out and he'd be making his pulled pork. He would just do like wild stuff with like this like sriracha vinaigrette with like mm. fresh cilantro. Did Cliff kill it at the rap party too? Or yeah, did he, Cliff uh, was did a he have that day yeah. off. No, Cliff was a good dude. No, he didn't. He didn't do the. I like they were the talking about him as if he died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. I think he actually works for like Bruce's or something now. He works for like one of the better, highly sought after catering companies. But he's a really good chef. And he, like he would always do like last meals or like Friday meals a lot he would do like the split lobster with the steak and stuff like that yeah. Yeah. those are the those Cliff are the famous down, ones he was probably I think honestly some of my favorite onset meals were from Cliff like he would just he would just do like cool experimental stuff that he just wanted to make that was always really good I mean so, how awesome is that yeah and it's just like not only good but interesting too yeah totally that's, that's so great yeah he was he was great he's really awesome he's a very good cook do you have a favorite or favorites of like you know surprise like hey smoothie trucks here or hey in and out truck yeah or? they did that they did yeah we had the on the I like when the cold the ravioli guy comes yeah. <laughs> yeah. frozen ravioli <laughs> <laughs> with a ragu sauce <laughs> but we had the in and out truck on the last day of shooting for the league. They did that. The cast did that on the league a lot, which was pretty nice. Like it'd be so fucking hot, and then it'd be like the coffee truck would come, and they'd have like coffee smoothie things and <sighs> smoothie trucks and stuff like that. They did Frappuccinos, glorious. Mm-hmm. The, I remember on the because we shot at Tony's uh, saloon downtown, right next mm-hmm. to Pisanista, and on the first day of like season four or something, uh, Paul Shear and his wife June Diane Rayfield like rented out Pizzanista and a keg. Just to like for after yes. we were done with the first day shooting, go over. But it's also the first day shooting, shooting, so everybody so was so fucking tired. Yes, and so like I not think like best four people, not including him, went over there and just had like there was an entire keg, and, like, <laughs> a thousand pizzas. <laughs> so everyone is exhausted, and then yeah. they're like, "All right, that's a, that's a that's a wrap on everyone. We'll see you guys at six tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna have a pizza party and beer <laughs> yeah. right now." It was it was awesome, like a very awesome thought and gesture and that, but i remember ryan because he used to live across the street from us he brought home like he's like hey you guys want a pizza okay like, yeah. he's like all right how many <laughs> 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 he came on with like four pizza pizza nista is very no, delicious the move, pizza the, is great i love pizza nista. The, unless it's going to be a lunch treat move it's got to yeah. be on the last day of shooting yeah or the last day of the week of shooting yeah because like then you can rally no matter how tired tired you are you're so excited to be done shooting yeah you can usually rally to party a little bit yeah. or do something but like yeah, first day of shooting, that's like a lunch surprise. Yeah. Or like a midday surprise. You're like, hey, I got the cool house truck here for everybody for oh, a quick yeah. little. What's yeah. funny, too, is like I used to look forward to shooting at Tony's because a lot of times if it worked out, I'd get a pie or a slice or whatever on the way home. Yeah. But a lot of times they would rent out Pisanita. They would like pay him out to not open. Oh. And it was always it was always kind of a toss-up. So it would be such a bummer if we'd be like, oh, fuck, yeah, we're shooting at Tony's. We'll get pizza nista for lunch, blah, 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 and then we go, and then it's like, oh, they bought them out today, so we can't eat delicious pizza. No! Yeah, yeah, that's how. <laughs> morale goes up, morale goes down. Yeah. My, my craft services wave has, I came from very humble beginnings of being in music yes. video extra. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> where, like, you'll be in a field in the valley somewhere at, at like, 158 on a Wednesday, and then, like, 
a PA pulls up in his Honda Civic with 12 Domino's large pizzas. Classic. And then people just like storm (laughs) to it like like a prison camp. And you're just like, I just want to go home and die. And I don't want to I don't want to jump up and down anymore in a crowd of a live concert. (sighs) And then all the way to Zac Efron movie. Yeah. Craft services were since I was not a talent. I, I was like, I got to hang out on like the the directors and producers area, yep. and it's so weird how the hierarchy is different. Like the extras are just like, you can eat this shitty pizza, and then like here's a hose where you can have your water, <laughs> <laughs> and then like when you're hanging out with the Don't producers the and the directors, like somebody will like every ten minutes somebody whispers in your ear like, do you want a fresh green tea almond milk matcha Twizzler, <laughs> and then I'm like. Get the fuck out of here, Sharon. I'm busy. <laughs> did you want me? I know we're shooting in San Fernando right now, but do you want me to drive to Bay Cities to get you the godmother that you really like? The um, sandwich with just light dressing? Do you want me to get... No? I'll do a pour over. Um, a Kenyan. I have an Ethiopia pour over right now. I could just do for you, Jason. I'm so sorry. I'm just to remind you, I know you know this, but we have a cow ready to shoot in the back for steaks for lunch. So just let us know when you want us to lock and load because that, that bull's going down. And that, that would always have, and, then, and then when I was hanging out with Efron, it was oh. even on another level. So there's like the extra who drink from the hose and then like they get you know like funyuns and then there's like the regular people and then there's the a-list celebrity where everyone's eating their food and then efron will be like cool guys this looks good and then like a random person like comes with a sugar fish delivery oh yeah and like a <laughs> yeah. and like a a water that you've never heard of, like an alkaline water that you can't buy in America. No, it's not legal in it. It's not legal in LA. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just Roy gonna... Choi just parachutes out of the sky, <laughs> knives ready to cook food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm gonna. I have my macrobiotic app that I'm gonna use. <laughs> or there'll be that stuff. Or or producers will think that like that star needs that, and they'll get that form without even asking. And they're like, "Yeah, I'm only on almonds today. My <laughs> yeah, nutritionist yeah. has only got me on almonds." And there's you see them like just like throwing lobsters in the trash and like <laughs> like $400 food $400 worth of M Cafe just goes into a dumpster and yeah. like can I I'm like no sorry we, that's Efron's we gotta throw it away U- union stuff man yeah, you, union, you know <laughs> rules sorry like, <laughs> that's another cool thing is we'd shoot at sometimes we'd shoot at pretty awesome restaurants that I either hadn't eaten yet or liked and then like the prop guys would have food prepared by the people that worked there yes for, like, I the didn't scenes. know that that's awesome yeah it would happen a lot and uh, our buddy if you're good in with the prop guy it was nice because he'd always be like hey you guys want to come up here because they'd always order he'd, like he would let us look at the menu sometimes be like hey what do you guys want or like, he was like yeah well we need it for the scene and then like that's order awesome. it and then he'd, we'd pop in and he'd be like try this try this try this but that's how we found I'd never eaten at a stocking frame have you guys eaten there? I know. No. What's that? It's awesome. It's a bar restaurant downtown uh, called Stocking Frame. We shot there like three times, and the menu looked really good. So then Ryan and Liz went there, and they just ate, and then he just had his birthday dinner there, and everything was fantastic. It was wow. so good. And they had mm, we were American, talking about steaks. contemporary kind of thing? Yeah. And we were talking about steaks. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's... Yeah, it's a kind of a mixture of a bunch of different stuff. But like they have like, I think they do like short rib tacos and they do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they have um, the Santa Maria steak, which is so fucking good. Really? Yeah. It was like everybody just ordered everything and everybody shared everything. 
but when that sent, when I had ordered the Santa Maria steak, I'll take credit for it. When it hit the table, holy shit! Everyone was just like, "Oh my god, this thing is so fucking good." It was. Was like, it tri-tip? I don't know what it was, and I think it was. Um, it had to have been uh, not flank. Um, flat iron. Flat iron. It had yeah. to have been flat iron Skirts. or something like that. Because yeah. I've always like when I think of Santa Maria, I think of Santa Maria seasoning for tri-tip. But yeah. like it was either flat iron. It might have been anything. skirt. It might have been skirt. I think it was actually skirt. And I think about it. All this but steak so talk, boys. Yeah. I'm I'm getting a hankering for a hanger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stocking frame was really good. Need a couple martinis and a cream spin. Oh, rest <laughs> in peace, the uh, the Taylor's martini. They no longer serve there. Mm. Yeah, let's go to Taylor's after this. I'm in. We got a couple Twitter questions. Yeah, Twitter questions. <clears throat> My friend Jerome, I was like, "What should we talk about?" And he just said, "Fish sauce." <laughs> <laughs> okay, we which we've done before, and unfortunately, to- Stewie's not here. Hmm. What's a, what's a what's a weird fish sauce application that you might that that you that you do that Ice you <laughs> seriously? Go on. Well, I mean, if you think of like, I mean, it's not for everybody. You have to like fish sauce. You have yeah. to like salty sweet. But yeah. you can definitely put like try with like a vanilla bean or something with a a clean single flavor. Have you done this? I have. Fish sauce and ice, ice cream? cream? It's not what a daily. Of, like you add it. It's to not a daily you... driver. Just a topping. Is this something that you invented, or have you seen this somewhere else? No. I, look, look. The things that I do with. Like, Don't be the... so normal about talking about fish <laughs> sauce ice cream. Well, I'm, it's not a again. It's not a daily driver, but anything that look. Uh, I am usually not a, a sweet person, as you guys know. Yeah. Don't really like desserts. Candy once Culinarily or otherwise. Yeah. The chili mango Mexican lollipops, addicted to. But that, again, yeah. that's a salty that's sweet a salty thing. That's a salty sweet, for sure. So, like a, sh- a straight sweet thing, I'm usually not that interested in. And of course, great desserts, great desserts, and, and I'll enjoy those. But um, my favorite is salty sweet. So, I'll put on, depending on what it is, like anything you can imagine that's salty in your fridge, like Worcestershire, fish sauce, yeah. anything like that, you can dab on. You know, depends, but like a, an ice cream will work well because one, it will mix really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of control how much you put on, how you're tasting it, how you're eating it. It'll mix in. It'll just it'll disappear. I, also, salt ice cream, which is not the most uncommon thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, obviously. And there's mm-hmm. even salted ice cream flavors that are really common. But sure, um, yeah, that would be one unusual use of fish sauce. That also that's anything a home run. anything yeah, that you're adding answer. any soup stock. And that's not that weird, but fish sauce for people that consider it to be really kind of pungent and strong, um, it disappears very quickly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so does. when you're yeah. adding it into sauces or you're adding it into a salsa verde, I mean, that's usually calling it for an anchovy, anyways. But anything that you're not going to be directly tasting it, fish sauce mixed in gets really mild, obviously, is like a, you know, one of those key ingredients when you're building a big umami flavor. And it goes really well in stocks, and and use it like you would instead of salting mm-hmm. to a certain point, right. or half salt, half fish sauce to match that salt level, and it will bring kind of you know that the salt of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? What else would be no, that interesting mean, use for fish sauce? You 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 already hit a home run with fish sauce and ice cream. You yeah. can't top that. Yeah. But can't. it's you know try one single dash and be like, do I like this? Do I not like this? And again, a vanilla bean or a, a clean single flavor. You're not going to mm-hmm. use it mm. with like a hibiscus currant raisin. You know, like you want something where it's <laughs> like, no fish sauce on the rocky road. No. <laughs> yeah, just a no. just a clean classic vanilla. I remember, I remember you told me that Maggie hated fish sauce. Yes. And then, like, there was one time where I made something at your house, and she was so stoked on it. And then, like, 
I forgot what it was. It might have been a cocktail or something. And then she was like, oh, what's in it? And I was like, there's this, 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 and then fish sauce. And then she, <laughs> and she was like, no, because she was like right about to drink it because she hadn't tasted it yet. And then she just got, I just said it just to fuck with her. But like, she was like, oh, no. Like her face was for, for like, I'm so excited to drink this thing to like, God damn it. And then you just laughed really hard. And you're like, no, 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 no there's no fish sauce. No, the funniest thing, I thought you were about to tell me, I re- and now I remember that, but I thought you were going to tell me she tasted something with fish sauce oh, and, it, and it? didn't know it oh. because that has never happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I used to, I mean, we've I been together, to, like, sneak it oh, in. We've been in. together for a long time. Yeah. And I, I like after 10 different things of sneaking it in and all different kinds of variations from soups to, to salsa verdes that have like lots of herbs or lots of, you know, like there's nothing. She's a bomb sniffing fish sauce dog. Yeah. Like she, there's nothing she cannot detect if it has fish Your sauce. Your girlfriend is a fish sauce dog. It's crazy. <laughs> That's how most would describe her. Right? I mean, and I've done to the point just, just so little and she knows. And she's yeah. like, is there fish sauce in this? Yeah. And I stopped years ago because I was like, I can't do it. She's it's like a German shepherd in the port of Miami. So now I have to use it like a topping if I want fish sauce. Seal team I'm six. Right. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I say but, a little fish sauce in the michelada would be nice. So. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. Yeah, that would the totally Bloody work. Mary with a little fish. Yeah. Well, I think the the Lagualgetza mix mm-hmm. has some in it. Mm-hmm. Well, or has, has some like, anchovy and, in it. Exactly. Anyway, Worcestershire, yeah, the so. base for most everything. She can get away with Worcestershire and things. So it's more like the fish sauce that somehow she can taste. Yeah. But real quick, I forgot this. Is Maybe my... because fish sauce smells like Armageddon. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it kind of does. Um, or that you're being on a smuggled. It smells like if you up. if you left town for a week and you left Armageddon out on your <laughs> coffee <laughs> table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, I forgot in my notes. I wanted um, I wanted Bob to do his burnt pineapple cocktail. Oh yeah, that is not mine. I got it out of Savoir. Or not, or even. But it's so it's, where, wherever it's from. It's it is the, one of the yeah. greatest and most labor intensive cocktails I've ever it seen. Is. Yeah. But I wanted you to. Do this recipe if you if you can. If you and after that, it. I want you to do your Ace Ventura pet detective. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It's like the best summer cocktail. It's it unbelievably. Is, good. It is not for a crowd for sure. It's yeah. like if you're having like four a dinner tops. party of four, yeah. yeah. But it's um you can you can Google it if I fuck up the recipe, but it's just just Google like Savoir Mezcal uh, Savio uh, Mezcal pineapple cocktail and it'll pop up. Mm-hmm. But you take a whole you take a pineapple and you slice it, cut it up into like um. Like half inch slices, basically, mm-hmm. right around there, and you grill them. You grill the pineapple slices. You can do it on the stove with just a grill pan, uh, and then you take that, throw it in a pitcher. Um, it's usually a whole pine, or a whole uh, jalapeno, but you can do less depending on the spice level that you want. Mm-hmm. Throw that in there. Um, full jalapeno. Yeah, full jalapeno. A whole raw jalapeno. Full, yeah, whole raw jalapeno. Handful of cilantro, uh, and then you just and then. Um, I forgot what the ratios are, but I think it's like a half cup or something of agave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you muddle all that together and then um, you fill the rest with just like mezcal and ice and uh, I forgot what else goes in it. I, I can't remember. I think the last time I made it was Is like there any house. citrus? So like a squeeze of lime or anything? No, I think it's the pineapple. Is pineapple? All. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, when you when you muddle it, all the juice comes out of pineapple and stuff. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so unbelievably yeah. good. Yeah, and it's just smoky and spicy Well, and the sweet. char off the pineapple. It's so good. Do you like serve it strained? You, or do you have the chunkies in there? You kind of you do the chunkies in there because mm-hmm. when since everything goes in so big, 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You don't really have to worry about it. You can strain it, but honestly, like getting in those little seeds and everything in there, and like the little varying of like the spice and everything like that. And the char, really you pour it over ice. You, you will see ice. char on the pineapple in the drink, so yeah. it looks really cool. And then you've got the green from the cilantro. It's a beautiful looking yeah. cocktail, mm-hmm. but also with those chunks in there, you you know you're taking a sip, you're having a little bit of the pineapple, and that's how you're really tasting like that char, and that's yeah. like that smokiness. It's it's an awesome cocktail. It's and really good. The first time you made this one was like four years ago, so this is before the mescal craze. Yeah, throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think top like a little topo chico topper on would be a nice little refreshing. Oh, situation that would as totally well. work if yeah. you rimmed the top with like if you rimmed the top too with like um, a little sparkling, little little sparkling, little seltzer, little seltzer. But if you do like um, the powder, like the chili um, lime, yeah, yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. that would work really oh, good on the rim. Anyways, okay, good. Sounds amazing. I want to make but sure do not, our listeners heard do that. Do not blend it because I told my buddy. Yeah, that's recipe, what I was just going to think. And he blended it, and you basically just make a, sal- a salsa, and you don't want <laughs> you don't want to drink salsa. You, like you make a, you make Baja fresh yeah, pineapple exactly. salsa. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. So it's you Del Scorcho margarita, so that you have like giant undrinkable chunks in there, so that you're not just drinking a pineapple salsa. <laughs> um, all right, my friend Nick Catch Dubs, he said. To, to list some overrated eggs and some underrated eggs. <laughs> Dishes or just that's it? Just straight up just eggs. eggs. <laughs> straight All right. I um, say a, a, an egg that I don't like is a salmon roe. Mm, I'm not a fan that, of the salmon roe yeah. egg. Mm. They're... Not at all. Not at all. I'm always bummed when it's on anything. Sushi, dishes. And it's like, yeah, like my sushi nightmare is, is the little just piece of rice... Oh, wrapped yeah. with with a little nori sheet and then just a pile of the salmon, of the salmon eggs on top. Yeah. But I but but a, a small the small little ones no problem. Caviar no problem. Uh-huh. But like the big like quarter inch salmon roe cubes that you use for like fishing bait and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> no, thank you. No. <laughs> I think duck eggs overrated. Yeah, I was gonna say <clears> because they eggs. don't taste any different than a chicken egg. Yeah, chicken egg. I just was reading an article about turkey eggs. Mm. Uh, I've never thought of that. And I've, I've never had one. But the article was that basically uh, turkey eggs were kind was of... Was it in s- Maxim? It was. It was in... <laughs> for out there, our men's fitness listeners. <laughs> I think it was in like tasting table or something. But um, it, apparently a turkey egg was like a... You know, it was a fancy thing. Like it, you'd get... And you know it would be served at a white tablecloth restaurant in like the 30s, 40s, and it was a really common thing. Mm-hmm. But turkeys produce eggs a lot less than regular chickens. I think I could be completely messing this up, but it's like every week or every couple of weeks they produce an egg as opposed to a chicken, which lays one every day. Turkey um, egg, very rare. Very big, but uh, the article was saying that some people are trying to bring it back in food because the yolks are really rich and deeper in color. Mm. They're bigger. And duck eggs, uh, you know, in an omelet, you know, I think are overrated. They taste very similar. But it's all about the the fat and cholesterol content in the yolk, from what I understand, for different birds, especially like turkey or duck, is that people will say either baking or cooking with the Mm. yolk itself. The white is just a, you know, tasteless protein. But the the creaminess and the the fat content of the yolk changes from bird to bird, and that's I think like so they're saying like that kind of like 
It's a big creamy yolk for a turkey egg, yeah. which I've never had, so that's really good for me to mm-hmm. talk about it. I think the coolest eggs we see, we used to get uh, emu and ostrich eggs all the time. Whoa. From Kimberly. Uh, my brother's wow. ex-girlfriend does like, um, she does animal training for like film and television. And so mm-hmm. the, the ranch where she works. Yeah, shout out to Scout. So the ranch where she works just has like a collection of random animals. But they have emu and, and, and ostriches there, and they would lay eggs, and she'd bring them over all the time. I mean, the only reason I've seen an ostrich egg is like on Iron Chef. Yeah. <laughs> when they get the ostrich egg and they're like, God damn it. And then they have to pull out like the, the Makita power drill. Yeah, that's to exactly get into what you have it. to do. Yeah. But then what do you do with an ostrich egg? You just, it, it's roughly like five large chicken eggs worth of eggs. Wow. So I feel like it's more than that. It's a lot. It's pretty crazy how much. Tortilla de España. Or, yeah, so uh, we torta- just do them scrambled. Or torta de riso. They're so really you, fluffy. So you They're just really have good. a scrambled ostrich egg. Yeah. I mean, she'd that always bring them awesome. over when it's like, because we'd do like big breakfasts on the weekends and stuff. So like people would come over. So that was great. You just throw in like two ostrich eggs and you have enough eggs for everybody. <laughs> Feeds the whole, the whole family. Plus everybody's like, what the fuck? Are you, what is that? And you're just like, yeah. I really it's like that. cool and impressive. I like the idea. Like, yeah, what's, what'd you do with those really exotic ostrich eggs? I just scrambled with ketchup. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Just, uh, just a little ketchup or, you know, they whatever were, you got there. like so good. Because one, they were fresh. Like, they were always so fresh. But then, like, just, they were just so good. Like, just screaming. Really? Yeah. I bet. I mean, I think just if I was eating them without seeing the whole process go down, I'd be okay. But just yeah. seeing, like, the giant. Yeah. The, and the shell and just seeing it glop out of there. It looks like paint coming out of a <laughs> yeah, paint it totally can. Does, yeah. I think it would be a turnoff. Like, the yolk is, yeah. is like seven inches in diameter. Just. Kind of creeps me out, but I've never, I've never tried an ostrich egg. Yeah, I if, mean, it'd be hard to do like an Uncle Buck situation where it's like uh, you know, the snow shovel trying so to flip it, good. like fried, <laughs> keep it intact. Oh, that's a good idea. That's very MythBusters. Yes, yeah. just to get like a fat ass twelve foot plancha non, <laughs> nonstick, non like a twelve foot nonstick. <laughs> and and just fry it, it's like the it's the opposite of the quail egg. On yeah, top of, yeah. That's another overrated egg. Quail eggs, quail, yeah. get out of here yeah, with that quail shit. Quail egg, totally overrated. No necessito. <clears throat> I will say it's for a small, dude. They're just tiny. <clears throat> like what? The, no it's like when you get them. the really small oysters. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point? I don't yeah. want no minute man. <laughs> <laughs> for an, <clears throat> for an egg dish, I will say the most overrated and. People could completely disagree, but I also have a very specific opinion about burgers. But the the egg on a burger, I think, is mm-hmm. I am not a fan. Of, I love a runny yolk. If you could somehow yeah. just maybe glaze it with a yolk, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll talk to that. But like a huge fried egg on my burger does nothing but make me no. taste the meat less. I agree. And I'll take I'll like, take no the egg way. on the BLT for sure. Oh yeah, which absolutely. Is perfect. But like totally into that on a burger. It's yeah. You're there, totally yeah. Right. There there was like. Two months where the world tried to convince themselves that fried egg on a burger was awesome. Yeah. But then you, you take one bite and then it's just like, I, am, I have to use a knife and fork to eat this burger now. Yeah. And it's just like a weird gloppy mess. Or a hundred napkins. Yeah. No. I'm going to need other napkins. I, um, Scott Mosier was on the podcast. He, um, he is a part owner of a cider house in Ohio that he went to visit. Um, what are the rules? <laughs> there are no rules in Ohio, baby. So I they got voted. As as I did, so they opened uh, a bar, uh, a gastropub kind of thing, f- to serve their cider, and then they had to have food to have. They better the bar. not have a fucking fried egg burger. Well, this is an amazing. <laughs> this is an amazing story to me. They don't have fried. Thank God they don't have fried egg burger. But um, so they had to have food to open the bar. I'm like, let's make a burger. Um, and like 
two months later, is voted the best burger in Ohio by wow. State Magazine. That's um, the name of the magazine? Yeah. Some State voted Magazine. By, <laughs> best burger in Ohio. Best burger in Ohio says shittyzagat.com. <laughs> yeah. So, but he was telling me, and he said, he went, uh, he hadn't been since they started doing the burger, and he went and said it, it really is absolutely phenomenal, and he's a burger guy. Yeah. But what he was, he was trying to get out of the guys, you know, like, what do they do? What's the secret? Because it's very meat centric. It's not a lot of fancy ingredients. It's yeah. like very much about the meat. And so they get the cows from a local farm. Uh, they're grass fed. And then I think for like the last two months, they're corn fed to add a little bit of layer of fat. But they wouldn't tell them the grind. But they basically said, like, it's pretty much a whole cow. It's the whole thing. Oh. Wow. And he said the flavor. Like in terms of what cuts texture, of beef yeah. go into it, todos los cow. And I'm sure, like, you know, it's the whole cow is their paraphrasing. But, right. like, it started making me think about this. It's really interesting because usually what our grind that we, we've we done together, it's usually what? When we hold hands and grind yeah. beef together. It's a third <laughs> brisket. It's a third short rib. Or it's it's 25%. Yeah, third short rib, third brisket, and 40% chuck. Chuck, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, and so if they really... Classic this, hipster burger ratio. Yes, <laughs> but I'm speculating. If they're using the whole animal, say they're using you know organ meats, mm. but they're doing... Some of that dank-ass cabeza. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. If you if you're putting into context the whole cow being ground, yeah, all of the meat along with the organs, the organ flavor is strong, and it's mm -hmm. not for everybody. But it does also have some of that kind of umami, that X factor, mm. that like that strong, intense flavor. Yeah. Yeah. But diluted through yeah, an entire meat, yeah. So it mellowing out through an entire cow. That would be. I would be so interested to try. I can't wait. Someday to try that burger. Yeah. But yeah, that is to interesting. Get a grind of like an entire cow, you know, obviously taking out the fat <laughs> just imagine at a certain them, point. They're just like Jurassic <laughs> Park style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 just hoofing all, baby. <laughs> but we, we be, make an ale out of the hair. Yeah. That could be really cool. <laughs> yeah. We need to like talk to. A butcher shop and be like, well, we need to buy a whole cow. So, well, that's the problem. Yeah, that's, like the only way to do this is on to them. buy a whole cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that would be so much work. But it got yeah. me thinking. You could do that on scale. So if we got, you know, next time we do grind our own beef mm -hmm. for burgers, we could do like a little slice of liver, a little slice. I don't know where we get heart, but like if you, you cook heart, small slices. Yeah, sure. yeah. So you get, you so you get the you chuck, yeah, you get yeah. the short rib, you get. All the cuts, you get the tenderloin, you get the the flank and the sh blah blah blah. Yeah, it would, this it would be an effort. It might be a and birthday. You get the cabeza yeah, and you get the tongue, you get the liver, you get yeah. the heart, you get the cows have gizzards, right? You get some of that yeah. in there. Yeah. Some of the beak. <laughs> but it would be I think it would be really interesting. I could <laughs> I mean you grind up a you grind up the chicken's beak and sprinkle it on top, but for yeah, sure. You for could sure. bust out the microplane texture. Uh, presentation is five points, guys. <laughs> that's a great idea. But that's, so, yeah. that's a real kitchen sink burger. And I, yeah. you know what? I don't think he's even told me the name of the cider house. But I'm sure if you Google best burger in Ohio, it'll come up. Well, we should, well, we should do this like the best version that you can do at like Just Whole Foods or yeah. something. Right. Just be like, get let me get 
an eighth of a pound of every cut of beef you have. Right. Yeah. And he's going to be like, fuck you, I hate you. Yeah. And then I'm going to be like, I'm going to make a burger out of everything. And he's like, security, still hate you. <laughs> but I got, yeah, and they just like put it all, yeah, they don't have to individually wrap each thing. Just put it all in one butcher paper and then just dump that straight into the grinder. Mm, this is a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. This, this sounds like a very fun experimente. I'm in. Let's do it. Blood pack. Yeah. All right, guys. Oh yeah, and blood. You have to put blood yeah, in. Yeah. We got no more questions. Just two. Um, those there are other questions, but they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody said. How about we do the worst question? Uh, I mean, there's they're like funny questions. They're okay. not like yeah, that serious. Yeah. Somebody named Two Little Cakes said. Taro chips, the next frontier, yes or no? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Having <laughs> eaten many ta- much taro in my life, if my parents had, live in Hawaii, if, taro is not cool. If taro, if taro chips <laughs> haven't made it by cool. now, I don't think they're ever going to make it. <laughs> There's that one guy trying, though. <laughs> I didn't know that you're a, a taro hater. Taro, taro is very little use for anything good. Hmm. I mean, like even, even the best taro fries might yeah. come up to like... The medium okay fry, regular right. like Kennebec fries I've had. Um, I mean, it's a Taro Ten is a Russet Five. Is <laughs> what we're saying. <laughs> I mean, they turn into poi, which is a, a tasteless, horrible textured uh, pudding mush that is a staple of traditional. <laughs> Tell us what Hawaiian you really cuisine. think about taro Taro's while we're at it, bud. Taro's not <laughs> yeah, tired. Yeah. Damn, I respect up. its nutritional value, but <laughs> on a is it good for you on a flavor level? Is I don't it? know, but it's 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 kind of like. Uh, as I understand it, for uh, native Hawaiian culture, it's like rice in mm. the sense that it's a really dense carbohydrate that's cheap and easy to grow in that climate that they just used for energy. Yeah. It's, it sustains with. you for a day's work on the field. Mm. Bingo. It's the slim fast of it is. Hawaiian food culture. It's the, uh, it's the Soylent Green the Hawaiian of Soylent. the non-tech yeah. world. Yeah. It's the Soylent of the non-tech <laughs> world. You heard it here first. Thestewpodcast.com is the website <laughs> where you could learn about all of this cool stuff. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and all that at them jeans. Andre Conamparo has no social media because oh, of personal reasons. <laughs> yeah. I got warrants. Bob, what's your Instagram? Uh, cosmic underscore B. Cosmic underscore B. Hit it up. He's a great photographer. That's not true. That's totally true. If you like all these episodes on this one, make sure to tell a friend who might like a food pod. Give us a good rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe. Tell your mom to listen to us because all of our moms listen to it. Number one mom podcast on iTunes 2015. (laughs) See you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.